Welcome to Haunted Horizons Ghostcast, where your hosts, Alison Oborn and Kay Gollwood, will share their experiences in some of the most terrifying and haunted locations in Australia and overseas. So turn the lights off, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Keg. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very tired, working all week. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you've been doing the work most uh, of them. <laughs> I've I feel tired the, you, for I've you. I've been doing the tours. You've been doing the office. Office work. Getting ready for going away. Yes. We've been busy, 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 haven't we? We have. Because we are flying off to America soon, so we mm-hmm. will have a whole load of new locations to talk about for you. Anyway, getting on to this week, I think we should stay, since it was a theme of things, in South Australia. Yeah. It's a good place to stay. It is a good place to stay. People don't realise how haunted South Australia is. I know. They just think relatively new. Mind you, we didn't know until COVID hit. And we started doing our on the roads where we were trying to promote other tourism sites, mainly for the ghosts, try and get the tourists back in and get their attention. And I think it was an interesting journey for us both, wasn't it? It was. Because we found places we didn't even know about. No, and it's we've had some really interesting results as well mm. going around. So. Yeah. And one of them is what we're going to talk about today, which is the Mount Torrens Hotel. Yeah, we've got a nice theme of pubs mm, going. It's great. In Mount Torrens. In Mount Torrens, mm. that? <laughs> wow. What we, a coincidence. It's, it so is. So the town of Mount Torrens is approximately a 50-minute drive from Adelaide and was originally known as Barton Springs after George Dunn and his wife Mary purchased the land there in 1840. When copper was found close by in 1847, George Dunn's property was often used as a stopping point for the Bullock drivers. So he decided to open a hotel, which was called the Cornish Arms Hotel. Very similar to the hotel we did last week. Yes. Cornish. Again, all to do with the copper mining, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know about you, Keg, but I didn't realise that in Mount Torrens they had actually been copper mining. I thought it was just up north. No, I didn't think uh, there was that either. Yeah, so obviously they found copper here. And it would have made sense to, as a business, to cash in on the bullock drivers as they came through. So I always, I still find it un- unusual that they had bullocks here, not horses. Yeah, but when you look at the conditions, and don't forget, yeah. to bring horses over was a lot more difficult mm. on the ships because horses are a lot more delicate animals. Whereas bullocks, cows, cattle, they would have brought those over anyway yeah. for meat and supplies. And I guess you have to do something with the little male cows. In fact, not the cows because they're not cows, no, are they? With no. the little male of the species. Exactly. So he built the Cornish Arms Hotel, but he decided there was room for a second pub there. And he started to build another one, which was an impressive two-storey Mount Torrance Hotel, which opened in 1850. Now, there is a discrepancy, and this is going to come into it later. There is a discrepancy as to whether it was 1850 or 1862, because there's two dates, isn't there, Cag? There is. Even the owner doesn't know which of the two dates. 
However, by this time, the mine had closed and the miners had moved on to try their luck on the Victorian goldfields. Now, George Dunn was patient, and when the miners started to return, he subdivided his land to create the new town of Mount Torrens, and he even donated land for a new Anglican church to be built there. The town prospered, especially when the copper and gold mines reopened for a short while, but by the 1920s, it had largely become a forgotten town. The town, however, has kept its charm and the original buildings from the 1800s still remain to this day and add to the beauty and the history of the town. And it was a very pretty town, wasn't it? Very, yes. Lovely little town. With Mount Torrens, you know, you go up into the hills and you do the things like Hondorf and um, Strathalban, Mount Barker, things like that, and I'd never, ever thought about Mount Torrens. But when I went there... It really was a charming and beautiful little town. So definitely go and check it out if you're travelling up in the hills. Now, first of all, before we go any further about the ghost stories, we would like to thank our wonderful Patreon, Shane Potter, for organising this investigation for us. And we'd also like to thank Angela LaFaro, who is the present owner of the Mount Torrance Hotel, for inviting us to visit her beautiful pub. Now, Angela gave us the invite because she was convinced she had some strange goings on there. It turned out she is very, very fond of the Mount Torrance Hotel ghost and feels that it is a strong male presence, although a weaker female, she said, comes through from time to time. She also believes that the male presence is George Dunn, as she witnessed him one night and then recognised him from an old photograph. No, that would be creepy, wouldn't it? It would be, wouldn't it? Angie and her husband have been renovating and trying to bring the hotel back to how it would have looked around 1862 and said that as she was peeling off the paint, she felt the presence was starting to get very, very agitated. As the renovation work continued, the presence seemed to settle down as if whoever it was was finally approving of what they were doing. Now, we found that in investigations of other places, haven't we, that Renovations seem to kick up. Yeah, heightened activity. Heightened activity. Yeah. Sometimes because they're renovating and making it modern and whoever is there just doesn't seem to approve of what they're doing. Or when you start renovating, they're worried that you are changing it. And I've also had reports when I was doing my research, when we were being called out, I've also had reports, CAG, that when they finally did the renovations, activity that they were having before then settled down. So on the opposite scale, it's almost like whatever is there was now content. The, a location has been brought back to what it used to be like. And it's almost like that puts the person at peace. So it was, it was like George Dunn had realised what was happening and finally gave his nod of approval to it. Angie also recollects a day when a local family wanted to look upstairs as they were curious about what it was like up there. Now, while they were chatting in the lounge room upstairs, all three females started to feel a very strong male presence and the children with them became very agitated and desperately wanted to leave. Now, they reassured her that it was fine and that George wouldn't hurt them. Angie also believes the spirit of George Dunn remains due to his sad end. 
his wife Mary filed for divorce in 1860, which was unheard of back then. And when she passed away 15 years later, she left papers indicating that George had been unfaithful and had instead fallen in love with his housekeeper. This was possibly backed up when he died. Not long after he died, he left his entire estate in trust for Clara Gibbett's daughter, who was also known as Clara. Was this his real daughter, do you reckon, Keg? Well, why would you leave it to anybody? Why your housekeeper's, would you leave it to her? Your yeah. housekeeper's daughter, everything. Yeah, exactly. A little bit suspicious, mm. isn't it? Another strange indication is that both George and Mary are buried in the Mount Torrens Anglican Church Cemetery. Mary is buried at the front, while George is buried behind in an unmarked grave. Hmm. Could it be because of this that the father of Mount Torrens and the possible Mount Torrens Hotel ghost is still very unsettled? Well, that might be what happens. It's a bit happens. ungrateful, isn't it? Well, that might be what happens if you have an affair behind your wife's back. <laughs> do you think Do you think it was a fair or do you think he just fell in love? Or? Oh, it doesn't matter either way. He's still married. Yeah, I guess. So let's get to the investigation. So we set up, first of all, in the lounge, or what would have been the lounge upstairs. Now, this room had also been used for meetings of the Independent Order of the Oddfellow and Foresters, and still has the face hole in the door where they would be identified before being allowed to enter. That all sounds very secretive. Okay. So what were the Oddfellows? Yeah, I love the name, don't you? I, I think of all the names to choose, Oddfellows. Yeah, I think it's good. But I think it was a time when there was a lot of fraternities being set up. A lot of the other fraternities were more about themselves, weren't they? Not about helping. Yeah. So they just wanted to help people who were... They were neat. Less fortunate, their community, yeah. who were less fortunate than themselves. And that's continued. They still exist today, doesn't they? They do. Now, whilst explaining about the equipment to the viewers, because we'd set it all up. Yeah. Not just the wee keg. Yes, I have noticed the wee. That is the royal wee, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We had set up all the equipment in the room. And it was only a small room. These rooms weren't large. So when you say lounge, it's not like a massive big lounge. I think they'd made it into their office, hadn't they? They It's only a small room. But as we were setting up the equipment and we were starting to go live and we were explaining to the people who were watching what the equipment does, there were some very loud thuds. Yeah, and they seemed to be coming from the room next door. Which nobody was in there and the room wasn't used. In fact, none of the upstairs rooms really were used, were they? Because they were renovating up there. Yeah. Nobody was there, and they're very substantial. Yeah, in fact, um, um, Shane went to have a look. Yeah, they were that obvious, Shane, and he yeah. said, nobody in there. Now, we also had a PMB, which is Paranormal Music Box. Now, how that works, it has a little beam in front of it, and it's measuring temperature and changes and movement. And... It started to play the music. Yeah, we, we actually placed it um, along the old 
door. Yeah. Um, because the door had that little, it's like a little doorway, isn't it? That they could put their face in to be recognised that you you talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. So we put it across where the, the original door was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was going off. It was. And we actually thought at first it was glitching because we were asking questions and it seemed to be triggering to our questions. And eventually it was happening so frequently, we thought it was glitching. Yeah, we did. But it also stopped as well, didn't it? It did. I asked it to move away and it fell silent once more. Yeah. George, if you are here, you might be a little bit confused as to why us three strangers are in your room. So we're just going to introduce ourselves. My name's Alison. My name's Kay. And I'm Shane. And we're just here because Angie, she feels you around the place and she just wants to know that you're happy with what they're doing. Just wants to know if you want to talk. She loves having you around. If that's you making the music box go off at the door there, are you able to step away from it for a minute? Can you step away from the music box if that's you? Oh. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, that was cool. Now, we did do the usual EVP burst, which is the electronic voice phenomena, to see if we catch voices on, on our recordings. And it's like I always say, I like to start with that. I think whatever's there, the energy is fresher, maybe a bit more curious to communicate. So I always like to begin with one of those. But we got absolutely nothing. (laughs) And on we went to something else. But while we were doing the EVP, it, it was interesting. I did ask one question and I was trying to work out whether Mr. Dunn, and remember I did ask. You did. Do I call you Mr. Dunn? Because we had been calling him George before that. And I thought, you know what? In those days, I would not have gotten away with calling him George. So we reverted back to what we would have said in those days, Mr. Dunn, out of respect. And we wanted to know, was he happy with what Angie was doing to the hotel? And I explained she was very passionate about it and wanted to bring it back to how it did look in his day. And although that music box had not triggered since I asked it to stop it did trigger one more time when I was asking that didn't it yes it did and then it fell silent again very interesting the way it did it now I went on to the headphones keg so you're gonna have to tell me what you were asking because I couldn't have heard it yeah well you started doing the Estes experiment so that's the headphones attached to the ghost box yes and we thought it'd be nice to have Angie um, join us Mm -hmm. and the reason being that um, she knows whoever's there and we thought that the spirit might be a bit more comfortable as she joins with somebody familiar rather than just three strangers so um, Angie just called out, why Why won't you settle? Why are you still here? And we had some very strange noises around, like clicking noises. Mm. You said there was a thud as well. Yeah, there was a thud as well. Really strange. Mm. 
I didn't hear anything on the headphones. In fact, the headphones, I'm going to say, were very, very quiet for quite a while while they were asking questions. Yeah. And then it was like the headphones just fired up. So Shane pointed to Alison and went, if you go and speak to that lady over there by the window, that's Alison, she'll have to tell us what you're saying. Now, at that point, <laughs> I had to have a little bit of a giggle <laughs> because we had viewers stating that they could hear breathing. Heavy breathing. Went, well, it was heavy breathing. And I think that was me. I Not sleeping to... this time. No, I wasn't sleeping. I just need to breathe to stay alive. But then, <laughs> before we really asked her any questions, you started. I you? did. That's when it fired up. And the first word that I clearly heard was a male voice going, man. And then after that, it was leave. Now, the only man in the room was Shane, wasn't it? Exactly. So <laughs> Shane was like, do you want me to leave? And I came out with, and I heard straight away, yes. Now, remembering, I don't know what the questions are, but it was almost straight away, yes. And then I added pub. So Shane was like, well, shall I just go downstairs for a drink? And I was, (laughs) I jumped on that one quick, pub. (laughs) It was like, no, the bar is not far enough. It's like, leave the pub. Yeah, exactly. So Angie said, well, he only tends to show himself to, to women. Mm. <laughs> it sounds really bad, doesn't it? Just... <laughs> <laughs> but not in that way. <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. Bless him. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should reword that. All right. All right. So Angie was saying that he's he's only comfortable when women are around. Yeah, she only has stuff happen when women are there. Yeah, never men. No. Men. Leave. You want me to leave? Yes, pub. Oh, so you want... So I go downstairs and have a drink. Pub. Oh, she wanted him to leave the pub completely. So Shane was saying, well, I thought you'd be used to Ben being in this room, being you know, like the old fellows. Do you prefer women? So Shane, being persistent, which is good because he's like me, <laughs> why do you prefer to have women up here? And then I contradicted it. I heard the word men. Yeah, which was a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe he meant... I don't know, maybe it meant that, yes, there was men up there because of the odd fellows, but he's more comfortable talking to women. Or maybe the fact um, we don't know how it worked on the other side, maybe he was just answering Shane's previous question about the odd fellows. Mm, could have been. So it was at that point that one of our viewers reminded us that Mr. Don had cheated on his wife. Mm. And Angie, she said she actually confirmed, she said, yes, he did, but he fell in love with his housekeeper. So as Angie and I were talking about Mr. Don's infidelity, mm-hmm. and also we've been chatting online with, with uh, Rosemary, mm-hmm. our Google queen. Oh, yes. You came out with an interesting word. British. And we commented that actually, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. I mean, could he have been talking about us 
Or could his housekeeper have been British? Could well be. So completely ignoring that, I wanted to know more about the woman that he cheated on. So I said, look, what was the name of your wife that you cheated on? And then it was almost like I confirmed the the British wasn't to do with the housekeeper, but was to do with you and me mm. because I came out with these people because Shane was actually trying to work out whether he met us two because Shane, after I said British, Shane did say, what do you mean Caganelli? Because Caganelli are British. And then you went straight into wanting to know the wife yeah. and the name. But it was almost like I was stuck on that first question still mm. and came out with these people. Now, I don't know whether that meant he approved of us being British, whether he didn't like the British. We don't know. Most people don't. No. At this stage, it was like all the talking had stopped. And I remember not hearing anything. It was just static, no voices. So I came off the headphones. Mm -hmm. Now, we asked Shane to leave and go downstairs to see if we got more without him. Because Angie had reiterated that George was, or Mr. Dunn, was very comfortable with women, but not so much with men. He broke a lot of rules, she said. He fell in love with his housekeeper, had an illegitimate child with her, which he named as his heir. He didn't actually divorce his wife, but lived separately. So I know she filed for divorce, but that doesn't mean to say they're automatically going to get it because it's got to go through courts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think back in those days, it was even longer than it is today. Yeah. I mean, it's normally it's quite quite quick now for yeah. that sort of thing, but in those days. and So I think she actually died with the papers, didn't she? Yeah, technically she was still married. Mm. For the day, obviously, the rules that he broke were very well frowned upon. And Angie did say she, that she kind of respected him for that. So we thought, hey, well, let's let's ask him about that subject. Yeah. Let's see what we get with that. Yeah. So we decided to do another Estes with me on the headphones, but run the portal at the same time, which is the ghost box attached to the portal, which is, in effect, a amplifier. Without guitar, a speaker. Guitar really. amp, really. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the first things I heard when I was on the headphones was my place. And it was his place. Mm -hmm. So I said, Mr. Dunn, can you tell me what your first name is, please? So I just came out with, we get along. And then she says, yeah, we do get along, George. She was very fond of George, wasn't she? Very so, very much so, mm -hmm. yeah. So I was wondering about it. I, I was stood next to Angie and I went, I've got a lovely lady here next to me that you should know. Can you tell me what her name is, please? No, I didn't. Uh, it, well, I didn't. You didn't because it was the portal. <laughs> we had the portal playing mm -hmm. and he, a man said Dover mm. and a woman said Alison. Well, that's the, no, it wasn't the lady. Ah, I, said, I said a nice lady. Ah, ah yeah. I said a lovely lady <laughs> see, standing next said, to me. You see, where you went wrong, you said lovely lady and immediately it thought you were talking about yeah, me. Yeah, whatever. And you were technically... I think they were just very confused. I was kind of next to you, but just a distance away. Yeah, whatever. I've got a lovely lady next to me here that you know, okay? So, if you're here with us now, can you tell me her name, please?
So thank you, George. Thank you. But you had nothing come through the headset, thankfully. No, mm. but he was answering you, so yeah. Then you came off. The I headset, did because I wasn't. You... I wasn't getting anything. It's very quiet, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I came off, and it, it's interesting because it's like it was talking through that, but stopped talking through the headphones. Yeah. Now I asked again. I wanted to find out if they were happy with Angie and what she was up to, and the portal actually said a name. Angie. Yeah. How cool is that? Very clear. It was very clear. So Angie just replied back, hi, nice meeting you. And I, I asked, do you feel a bit more relaxed and settled now that the pub is being put back to how it should be? But at this point, nothing. No. Not a thing. So I tried again. Mr. Dunn, if you are here and if you are talking to us, thank you. We're going to go downstairs to the bar, do a little bit more down there. And I actually invited him to come with us. And we only heard out the portal, sure, didn't we? Yeah, which is pretty cool. Sure. So then you wonder about you're going to turn it off now. You're going to turn the portal off. Yeah, we thanked them. Said we're turning yeah. it off. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And we got a very clear. Okay. Which is okay. cool. Well, That's not great. like I said it. Well, but... no, not maybe not like I don't that, know but... why I said it like that. Like, like... I don't know why you said it like that. Oh, anyway. Okay. Okay. You can turn this off. That was a very clear okay. It was okay, wasn't it? We finished that part of the investigation and Shane came back up to join us and you asked him what it was like to be kicked out and he replied that it was lovely because he got to sit by the open fire where it was warm. Yeah, we were cold, weren't we? We were freezing. Rub it in, Shane. Yeah. Rub it in. (laughs) It's all we could think. But we all went down to the bar where it was nice and warm with a crackling oh, real fire. Lovely, wasn't it? Was. It was. We weren't leaving that fire too quickly. And we did invite Mr Dunn, as we said, to come down and join us and wanted to see if Shane was thrown out again because it became become a big standing joke. It was. It? it was funny. We wanted to see if it would happen again. So we did an EVP burst. And apart from a weird little noise, it could be a whisper, but it's so small. There was no real EVP that we were catching in the pub. No. On any of the sessions. So back onto the headphones I went. Yeah. So Alison still with the headphones on. And before we asked a question, you came out with Hello. Not which like, is nice. not like I don't know why I'm saying these in really well, no. weird voices. Because yeah, I don't think hello. it's said that way. But anyway, no, it, it was nice way. to have an hello rather than get out or goodbye or whatever. So I said, Hello there. How are you? Can you tell me how many people are in this room, please? Now, I heard a very stern voice. Who is it? It was almost like she caught somebody's attention. Who is it who's asking? Very stern. Yeah, and I realised I'd not introduced myself. So I went, my name's Kag. Sorry, it's really strange name. <laughs> Which you, if you don't do it, I say. No, yeah, exactly. Can you tell me your name, please? And I, I, remembering I don't hear the questions, at that point I actually said, I've just heard the name George, which was really interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I said. It's really, <laughs> yeah, no. really, inter- really interesting. Well interesting? Well interesting. Well interesting. It was well interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in fine form today. And Angie was pleased because she said, I'm pleased we're actually calling you the right name, mm. otherwise I'd feel the right goose as well. Yes. Now, this is, where, this is where Shane started to question. Yeah. 
Because at this point, Shane had been left alone, but then he started to try and attract attention to himself by asking questions. Not a good thing. Shane, Shane. While Shane was asking whether he wanted to be called Mr. Dunn, I heard a very, and it was very Scottish accent. You're best saying it, Ken, because you can do Scottish. <laughs> Say that word in Scottish. Oot. Oot. So Shane got told to leave again. He did. <laughs> We all, well, I didn't because I couldn't hear what was going on, but Keg and Angie were having a good chortle over there. Yeah, and she started laughing, oh, you're being kicked out again. Now, Shane just wanted to confirm it was him and said, are you talking to me then, are you? So Shane just said, look, I'm happy sat on this stool. It's cold outside. He he dug his heels in, didn't he? He did, didn't he? It's like. He didn't want to go out and what no. the temperature? You could see was, our breath. Yeah, it was. You? It was so cold. It really was cold. And you came out with Oot. Is that how you say it? No, it was Oot. out this time. Oh, I don't know. I might have had a little Scottish little to it. Oot. I'm going to say Oot. Okay. I like the word Oot. But then I added please. But it wasn't a pleading please. It was a very out please. It was a a gentlemanly but firm out please <laughs> poor shane this is now he's being polite about it mr don i promise to be good i will sit here quietly and then i just tried to change the subject just a bit to take the heat off of shane i said okay how many people are here <laughs> and then your next word <laughs> goodbye yeah <laughs> it was a real disapproving goodbye i'm out Wasn't of here it just so i went, oh please don't leave us the gentleman sat over there. His name's Shane. He's actually a friend of ours. And that was it. Yeah. After I heard the goodbye, there was nothing else. It was silent. And even Angie said she felt there was nothing there anymore. It's like it had walked off and left us. Yeah. Very disapproving. It was one of our viewers and our patron, Naomi, one of our patrons that asked, why don't we leave Angie there on the road? With the portal. With the portal. With yeah. George be happier just talking to Angie. And we thought, you know what, that's a good idea. But we didn't think about how cold it was going to be where we were going to go and sit. No, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. Um, what we should have done, we should have put Angie somewhere else. We, we should have put by the fire. <laughs> he should have given her the portal, toddled her off into yeah. the back room where we were sitting, the three of us. Yeah. And let her get on with it while we enjoyed the glow of the fire. Yeah, yeah we didn't work that one out. We didn't, well, did, did we? we? No, it wasn't our <laughs> best move ever. So Angie decided just to chat to George and say, George, it's just you and me now with some weird instruments that's making some strange noises. We're all good. Is there anyone else with you tonight? And then the portal came out with something very yeah, weird. Yeah, it came out with a surname. Well, I don't know whether it's surname or literal, but it came out with Bishop. Yeah. And we thought, oh, well, Maybe that's just random. Um, but she continued, didn't she, sometimes? Yeah, yeah, sometimes she feels like there's a female mm. here. Do you know who that is? Is there a female here as well? Very disturbing answer, wasn't it? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, um, kill. Kill. No, it's not what you wanted, is it? <laughs> not really. And you carried on. Is Mary here as well? And it came out with Bishop again. Is Mary here as well? And we're just like, where do we get Bishop? Bishop. It was a very, very clear. She did try and clarify that as well. She did say, I, I think I heard Bishop. 
And they came out with yes, as if to confirm it. Yeah. I think we talked about this later about the word bishop, whether I think something, I think I remember Angie saying something about his funeral or something about the church. The Anglican, Anglican churches, yeah. the bishop presides over funerals. Yes. And, of course, George was never given that proper burial and recognition, was he? Well, no, he was. He was just, he had no marked, he, he didn't have anything on his headstone. Yeah, because he was pushed to the back. Yeah. He so was disgraced. Basically. He was disgraced, really. So he didn't get the proper. He'd been doing things he shouldn't have been yeah. doing, back in those days especially. Well, yeah, but he was the founding father of the whole of Mount Torrens. It doesn't mean you should sleep with people. <laughs> Just because you're the founding father doesn't mean you can go off and sleep with whoever you want to go and sleep with. At least you divorce your wife first and let her set her free. So Angie then um, carried on. Is Mary a different Mary to your wife? Now, the voice that comes out the portal is a female voice now. And it just goes, I'm over it. Is Mary a different Mary to your wife? Yeah. I'm over it. It's just like, you know what, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Mm. Which is fair enough. Now, Angie was really curious about whether Mr Dunn's wife was still there. She really wanted to know who this female presence is. So she kept continuing with it and asked if there was a lady there with us at the moment what's your name and it came out with a name megan which i always think of as a modern name keg yeah it does seem like a modern name but it's actually not according to my research according to your research according to my research it dates back to around about the 16th century oh okay and that's in the welsh Records. 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 You've really got to stop saying words with God. (laughs) I can't do ours. Ours are so hard. Why do you put me on the railway station? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the National Railway Station. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> now, at this point, we rejoined Angie because we were so cold. Yeah, we were. It's like, Angie, sorry, love. Even if you're getting anything, we're coming back much closer to the fire. And we asked permission to join her, but there wasn't any other reply at no. that portal once we came back. We did explain that we were going to finish, and Angie stated that they would have to go back to communicating through just feelings after we'd gone, which is what Angie's been feeling. Yeah. That people are there. And now we feel George had confirmed a few things, though. For a start off, Mr. Dunn seems very happy with what Angie is doing. Yes. Very approving. That seemed to definitely come through on the investigations. I think the Biggest question is, is he still unsettled? Because despite being put into sanctified ground, it's like he's been shoved into a corner, unmarked and forgotten. Yeah. So maybe that is unsettling him a little bit. 
Maybe he feels judged, and that is why he gets defensive when we're asking the questions to do with his wife. Angie doesn't believe that the woman there is his wife or his lover. But well, did you have somebody else on the side as well? <laughs> Far out. <laughs> well, I mean, his housekeeper was his lover. If that's his, his love child, but technically his housekeeper was his lover. But maybe, she thinks, the female that she's feeling around the place is from another time period, not from Mr Dunn's time period. Yeah, could well be. Mm. And with this, the investigation came to a close. We had no real answers, just indications that maybe Angie was correct in who she thought was still residing there and that he appeared happy with the renovations. There is nothing bad in the pub, though. We didn't no, feel anything bad at all. And if Mount Torrance Hotel ghost is George, he appears to be very watchful, but also friendly. Yes. I mean, he was stern. The, the answers we were getting were stern, but we were poking into his private life a little bit. Well, yeah, and especially, you know, like back in those days, having an affair would be a really, really bad... Not really. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't, would it? Because... Not really, because it's it used to be a man's Well, it must world. have been. It must have been because he got shunned. He did. He did. But generally back then, which is a, a surprise because generally back then, men were doing it all the time. So if you were looking for a lovely drive out, definitely visit Mount Torrens and stop in the hotel for a meal. That food was, yes, it was nice, nice, yeah. We would like to thank Angie and her husband for allowing us to visit their beautiful hotel. Yes. And for Shane, thank you for arranging it for us. It was a pleasure to do this hotel. So definitely give it a pleasure. But we did have to apologise to George. To George for Shane. Yeah. Especially when Shane wouldn't listen to him. I know. My goodness. It's rude. You ask somebody to leave your place, you should leave, Shane. Okay. All right. Before we go, we do just have to remind people that we have social media, Facebook, where we do live stream investigations from these locations that we're talking about. We also have YouTube which we now have membership, Keg. How exciting. I know. How exciting And if you become a member, you can use the little emojis, the Amy's Crip, Jared from Amy's Crip devised for us. They're so funny, aren't they? I don't know. I've not seen them yet. Haven't you? No. No, because you weren't here for the last premiere. No. We were were banging on one of them. What? (laughs) We're going back to sleeping around again. (laughs) Because they were the finger, but it didn't sound even any better really we were we were pressing away at those the, those little mo- emoji, emojis emojis change the names as well yeah. but we do have the membership now for youtube and both facebook and youtube channel just look up adelaide haunted horizons we also have patreon which we've had for a long time mm-hmm. and we do thank our patreons because they They're the ones that contribute and support us to be able to do this for you, especially the podcasts and the locations that we go to around the world. It's not cheap, obviously, and our wonderful Patreons, just by their membership, do help, help with this, bring it to you. So thank you so much, everybody, for your support. And, of course, the podcast, which I know you're listening to, but please, please share it. 
get it out there. Give us a five-star rating on anything you find and subscribe and like. Whatever you Whatever can do, it is, which because is positive, just we, do it for us, We please. haven't looked at what you have to do. I don't know if it's a subscribe or it's a like, but I'm sure it'll be wonderful. I don't know, but thank you anyway. Thank you, guys. We love you for all of your support. All right, we're going to go. Leave you in peace. There may actually be a little bit of a gap now before you hear another podcast. We're going to take possibly three weeks off mm-hmm. because we are going to America. Rather than us trying to get as many episodes out as we can, which obviously the quality will go down, we, we like to just relax and give you these properly. We're going to take a break while we're away doing these locations for you. So when we come back, we'll have some new locations, be all fresh. Well, I don't know about fresh, but we'll have new locations. <laughs> but we'll look forward to talking to you again when we get back. Until then, take care. Enjoy your break. Go and catch up with some of the old episodes if you haven't, and we'll catch you another time. All right. Bye. Bye. Please remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. The extended video version of these episodes are available for members of Spotify and Patreon. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and see the full investigation from these episodes on our YouTube channel. Details are in the About section of this podcast. Thank you from Cag and Ali for listening. <laughs>